1: think again.
2: Now, every Thursday in Ask the Expert, today it's the turn of motoring journalist Geraldine Herbert, who is in um, in studio with me here today to answer all of your questions and queries. So look, if you're thinking about buying a new car, or you're looking at a second hand car, or you have any electric vehicle query, send it in to us, the text number, that's 53106 or you can give us a call, you can chat to Geraldine yourself, 1800 Sarah is with us on the line today Sarah, what is your question for Geraldine?
1: Hi, how are you? Good. Um, so I placed, uh, I put a deposit down on a car in May, which was due to be delivered in July and has subsequently been uh, delayed a couple of times until January. Um, but I'm just wondering, can the garage change the quote that they gave me on my car, seeing as it's not my fault that the car
3: has been delayed? All right. So if the car comes in in January and it's more expensive? Is that what you're yeah, asking, sorry. the car you ordered? So, no, no. The, the price that they're giving me for my car, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So the money, the, the value they've put on it now, uh, yeah, so yeah, that's a tricky they one.
4: Change the value.
3: Okay, the thing about it is, car secondhand cars are going up in value at the moment. So the chances are, you're, there wouldn't be the difference between the two would be negligible. To be honest, um, I'm not sure legally what the position would be if they if they decided to change it simply because. They're not in a situation to sell it at the moment because they obviously don't. They're Mm. not doing it till January. So they may well be within their rights to change it. As I said, I wouldn't be overly concerned because there's still no sign of um, secondhand cars coming down in price. If anything, they're appreciating all the time. So I would imagine the difference would be negligible. So I wouldn't be too concerned, to be honest.
2: Okay, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. Not at all. Great. Thanks a million, Sarah, for, for getting in touch with us. Is that a common thing, Geraldine, that's happening at the moment?
3: it's happening at the moment all over the place the problem is that the car dealers have really no control over this um, there's a huge issue at the moment which you hear all the time about these global this global chip shortage the chips, yeah. so the higher spec you're getting the more chips that are in that car um, and the problem is they just can't get them at the moment so some car makers are better than others but I've heard of waits of six months I've heard of cancellations it's a common feature across the board and as I said it's okay. not just your dealership it's literally they have no control over
2: this But at even though you've signed a contract like Sarah has her contract signed there do you know what I mean does that is that d- d- like it, d-
3: yeah but I mean what the dealer has signed is to say that they would deliver this new car to you but if they don't have they it, don't have it there's they count, not a lot suppose, they can yeah. do and they're being told by Europe it's on the way it's on the way it's on the way mm. and then it's not okay. so. uh, 1800
2: 453 106 if you want to give us a call Nikki is on the line Nikki, I believe you are curious about leasing
1: yes um, I have a car that I want to trade in, it's 2011, um, but because of car prices and stuff, I was thinking of leasing a car. But I'm not sure, I don't know anyone who's done it before, I'm not sure if it's worth it or if I'll regret it later after the contract.
3: Um, how long are you looking for, are you looking for this now for the next few years?
1: Yeah, like I would be in no rush to swap it back, but at the same time I don't want to have to go looking again and going through all this again in like a year or two. So I'd want it for, I think they're usually done, aren't they, three years or five years?
3: Yeah, a PCP contract would probably be your best bet and that's normally over by three years. The only stipulation there I would say is do you do a lot of mileage?
1: No, not really. Like I only use it for social stuff. I don't use it for work or anything.
3: Yeah, then you're you're a perfect candidate then for for PCP. Because the thing about that is you have to keep the mileage sometimes below fifteen thousand kilometres a year, sometimes eighteen thousand. It depends on the the um, the car company, but that's an ideal way because basically all you're paying then over the three years is for the use of the car. So you're paying about mm-hmm. half the amount you'd pay for a normal bank loan. At the end of the three years, then you have the option of holding onto the car by paying a balloon payment. Now, I wouldn't advise that, to be honest. If you want to buy a car, you're better off get a bank loan and spread the repayments over three to five years. But you can also just roll onto to another new car. Or you can just hand back the keys and go to a different dealership completely. So it gives you a lot of flexibility. As I said, the only thing I'd, I'd say I'd be concerned about is if you did high mileage, but you don't, and you just need to have like kind of know where you're going to be over the next few years, and that you have a regular income, and you're not going to get yourself into financial difficulty. Yeah. But if you have all of those, you don't do a huge
2: amount of mileage, sounds like mm. it'd be perfect. You sound like you're in the same position as me, Nikki, because mm-hmm. I've been sort of I'm carless, but kind of have the loan of a, an old car at the moment, and I'm in that position as well, Geraldine. I'm thinking about the PCP, mm-hmm. but I'm actually a little bit of. Not afraid, but I I suppose I don't know enough about it, but I'm I just feel there's some I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do is. Okay, seeing.
3: two things. First of all, for you from your point of view, you have a car to trade in, so that can act as your deposit. If you don't have a deposit, Andrea, you have to get that money together. So you can pay a ten percent, to twenty percent, or a thirty percent deposit. I would always say don't pay anything more than twenty percent because you're not owning this car, you're not buying it, so you don't want to invest too much in it. Now the thing that puts most people off is this idea of paying for something that you won't own at the end of three years. Oh no, I'm
2: not bothered about that. I don't know how you feel, Licky, about that, but, but remember, I'm not really bothered either. The yeah. only problem
3: that I'd have is if I have back the keys then I have no deposit for the next car that I want to get. Okay one thing to think about with that is right they put okay so basically if you're looking at say a Ford Focus and it's 20000 I'm just giving you figures right and you put down a a 10% deposit that's 2000 right they might say to you the dealership at the end of those three years that car is going to be worth 10000 now, say it turns out that at the end of the three years you've had it serviced, you've kept within the mileage, you've done everything you were supposed to and the car is actually worth 12000 They, You can use that equity, that extra 2000 towards another deposit. Now, you'll still probably have to put more to it because I'm only giving you like, figures mm. off the top of my head. But that can be something towards it. Now, you're not guaranteed that. But normally they give you a much lower figure than it's actually going to be worth to encourage that. So you will be, like normally you do have something to start off with so you're not going into the next contract with nothing if you understand what I mean.
2: And then do you repay the deposit then on the new car? You'd have to obviously yeah. have to make some contribution but your yeah. payments could stay the same then in th- three years' time. If you Yeah, know. absolutely,
3: just trade up to a newer version. And the idea is then that you always have a brand new car with all the safety features, the fuel economy, you know, all of that. So, I mean, it really does, mm. all you're literally
2: paying for is the use of the car it's for those for the really, isn't it? Yeah, basically, yeah. we'll have to think about this a bit more, Nikki. <laughs> yes, we do. I know it's always one that I uh, that crosses my mind, and yeah. then people sort of talk me out of it or something. But yeah, I don't the know. thing
3: is, though, they have much lower default rates and arrears rates than any other form of finance. So I do think people okay. know what they're taking on. They got a bad deal for a while because I think this idea of what I don't, I'm paying all this money and I don't own anything at the end of it. But once you get your head around that and you think, no, I'm paying for the use, of the car it can actually be very economical.
2: Okay. Brilliant. Listen, Nikki, best of luck with it. Happy shopping. Thanks a million
0: Thank for you, you too. Yeah,
2: for joining us in the program. Eight 1800 453 106 is the number. Adam is on the line. Adam, what's your query for Geraldine?
1: Hello, yes, my query is related to Benefit and Kind on electric cars. So at the moment, I work for a company and we have um, car vans to, to go around and do our, our work. But from head office, they're looking to bring in,
4: uh, you know, greener and everybody
1: goes into electric cars, which is which is great. But what's the Irish government's view on BRK over the next one to four years? For example, if you were to have a private car, or a, a private uh, car for work, let's say, the BIK, okay, and that is colossal. Um, so I'm wondering, are people going to maybe get an electric car um, as part of the company now with five seasons, and then in one, two, three years' time, they have a, a huge uh, extra tax bill at the end of the month on, on their wages?
3: Yeah, the problem with BIK is they are going to phase it out and they have said that, that it's going to be gradually phased out between now and I think it's 2024, 2025. So that's something to bear in mind. It used to be the fact that the first 50,000 or whatever, or under 50,000 was BIK um, exempt. But as I said, there is it, in the last budget they announced. I was just looking for the figures, which I cannot put my hand on at the moment. They are going to um, they are going to phase it out over the next few years. So you need to bear that in mind, because obviously if you're getting something, it's not just for a year
0: exactly
1: yeah be from for three three to five years something like that so
3: yeah so I just as I said if you have a look they did definitely mention it in the last budget sorry I just had it somewhere now it's gone somewhere uh, no still don't have it but it, it's sorry yeah it's going to be extended out to 2025 with a tapering effect on the vehicle this measures will come in from 2023 Yes, yeah, so it'll be reduced to 35,000 in 2023 20,000 in 2024 and 10,000 in
2: 2025 Is that just on electric on the electric yeah. Uh, cars? Yeah because so, yeah. they used to give full relief yeah, on of those course, yeah. again
3: to encourage people I don't know why they don't extend this much longer, you know, much longer. the more electric cars we get on the sure road know. the better yeah. but look we'll find out in the so it is it's been tapered off between now and 2025
2: thanks a million Adam for, for getting in touch as well with your query 1800 106 is the number Fiona's on the line Fiona I believe you are having trouble with EV chargers
1: Hi hi Geraldine how are you Good. Um kind of so I got an electric car at the start of the year I live in Dublin and to be honest I love it it's brilliant I need to charge it once every week or fortnight but recently I thought you know what I'll bring it down the country had a full charge on it, I think it was 350 kilometres, throw down, and I just found once you got outside the Dublin or surrounding area, the chargers were just terrible. Well, the infrastructure, I'll say first. So my question, I suppose, is based on the basic trickle chargers, because they were the chargers I kind of faced everywhere I went. My question is, firstly, are they going to be replaced with the fast chargers, and what is the expected timeline?
3: Yeah, so the ESB are investing 20 million in the infrastructure at the moment. Now, I think they're halfway through that investment. And the plan is like the vast majority of the chargers at the moment in Ireland are those really slow ones, which are a complete waste of time. Desperate. So there is the plan to replace those. As I said, they're halfway through it now, another 12 months. They are going to put in the really fast chargers as well, these um, really fast charging hubs. But again, you know, there's still, it depends where you go, but there's still, and Andrea will we'll back oh, up don't talk to me you of the of it. that are just really badly yeah. served at the moment for fast chargers. What? It is in the pipeline but it's not going to happen overnight. What direction, Fiona,
2: roughly were you heading in?
1: Down south, down to Kerry. Right. So I found that once I left the greater Dublin area, so say there's a lot of issues. Firstly, say I stopped at Barack Obama for a charge. You know, my app would say two fast chargers free, so I think this is great. And yeah. I go. But then there's actually a trickle charge, a Japanese charge and say a Volkswagen charge. But So two fast chargers. But once one is in use, so, say for example, a Japanese car was charging. You cannot physically use the second charger.
2: But that's. Do you know what that's so funny? I noticed that the cables mm. aren't long enough in these things either. Yeah. No, They're you, far can't too even, short. you can't You mm. can't
1: take the charger out. So I rang up BSB and I said, "Oh, what's happening? There's two free chargers." They said, "Only one fast charger at a time can be used."
3: Right. Yeah, this is the big problem because most of those apps just show you where they are. What you really need to know is, are they in use now? And the other thing yeah. is, are they working? That's another frustration as you get to, it, yeah. to a, charge and a charger and it's not actually working. But as I said, it's in the pipeline. There's 20 million being invested. But, you know, it'll be a while before yeah. we'll see a big change, really. So, it ta- you know, it does take an awful lot of planning at the moment to go down yeah. the country.
2: At least the Barack Obama station, though, is great. You can go in and sit down and have a coffee and something yeah. to eat. It you is, have to plan your guess, journey around that. You do, but I
1: suppose it's a good problem. There was a giant queue for them, which is good. Everyone's got electric yeah.
4: vehicles. So it's only going to get queue. worse. I know. Well, this is yeah. the, you
2: need, it's not two we need. You'd, you'd want about 12 nearly at each gar, uh, each car of the station, it was going to say, at each petrol station uh, around the country at this stage. Listen, thanks a million, Fiona, for getting in touch with us. Um, 1800 453 106. This listener, well, no, I'll go to, to Emer first. Emer, what's your question? No, uh, hi, Emer. Can you hear me okay? No, I'll come back to Emer in a moment. The, oh, no, Emer's there, I believe. Emer, yep. hi, how are you? How are things? Hi, how are you? Good. You have a so question for Geraldine.
4: Yeah, please. So, up until last September, I had a company car all my life. I, I never had to have a car. So, I bought a car last year, which is fine. I do about 24,000 kilometres a year. I live out in the country, so everywhere is a journey, unfortunately. So, I heard you say earlier that PCP is really only for smaller mileage. What other options? Like I, I have a car at the moment, but I guess because of the mileage that I'm doing, I don't want to hold on to it for too long because I don't want it to, to depreciate. So A, is PCP out or B, how often should I be kind of uh, recycling the car so that I don't, so that I don't kind of, it, it's losing value, I guess.
3: Um, how, if, what car did you buy, if you mind? Me, if you don't mind me asking, and what year was yeah,
4: it? So it's a one five two black, uh, black it's a five series <laughs> um, uh, diesel. So uh, I bought it with like one hundred and five thousand on it, and now it's got one hundred and thirty two. So it's been pretty much a year,
3: yeah. And have you any had any issues with it? No, it's been perfect. Yeah, now uh,
4: God, I've said that, but yet yeah, no, it has been. <laughs>
3: Yeah, touch wood. Um, yeah, look, those diesel cars can take a lot of mileage. So I, I wouldn't be overly concerned, to be honest, because the problem is if you get into a newer car, you've to worry about depreciation. If you have a 152, the depreciation, you know, is, is kind of done on that. You're not going to lose much on it. And... Um, like those um, five series, they have the capacity to take a lot of mileage. So I really wouldn't be too concerned and I wouldn't be getting into a new contract or anything at the moment. If you have a good mechanic who can kind of alert you as to when you should be worried about the car, I take advice from them. But at the moment, if it's running okay, there's a lot more mileage you can put on that car.
2: Okay, perfect. That's great. Thanks a million. No Cheers, Eime, for getting in touch. Uh, interesting, there's a follow up text here, uh, Geraldine, from a listener who says, I'm listening to your leasing conversation. Does Jura recommend any particular company to go with for a lease? Because I feel once I take my first, I'm kind of stuck with, uh, with that make then. That's actually a really good point.
3: Okay, in terms of PCP, I always say you're paying for the use of the car, but actually what you're paying off is the depreciation. So you should always go for a car that depreciates less. So if you go for a popular model, Volkswagen have been in this business for a very long time. They they're a really good safe bet. The likes of Hyundai. Anybody who sell, who's selling well at the moment and is popular will depreciate less. So therefore you'll end up, the okay. PCP will be cheaper in the long run. So go
2: for the most popular go brand. Go for a good If you're looking brand. for a PCP. Yeah,
3: yeah. because right. as I said, what you're actually paying is the depreciation of that car.
2: So a, a car that's popular will depreciate less. Liam is with us on the line. Liam, what's your question?
0: Uh, Geraldine, I have a Honda Hybrid uh Accord, Honda Accord Hybrid uh, 2013 Uh, and uh, the the battery life, how how long, uh, my mother's driver, there's 135,000 kilometres on the clock at the moment. What sort of battery life might I expect out of that before a new battery has to, batteries have to be put in?
3: With those hybrids I do, you don't hear that much about um batteries being replaced, so I couldn't give you an exact figure, but I would say you you know you should be all right what i would when did you last get it serviced
0: oh i, I got it serviced in february this year i I, I get it serviced uh, uh and it'll be serviced again before this winter.
3: Yeah I definitely when you're getting it serviced ask the mechanic to have a look and to give you an idea of it because anyone who's servicing those would have a better idea than me but I haven't heard of any issues with them and Honda are incredibly reliable so I'd say I wouldn't be unduly concerned um, so I would definitely just the next time you're getting it serviced have a word but as I said I wouldn't be too worried
0: And uh, I use diptane as a fuel lubricant have you an opinion about that?
3: I don't again I would talk to your mechanic on that <laughs> one I'm not going to steer you in the wrong direction
0: Thanks.
2: thank you very much cheers Liam thanks a million for getting in touch 1800 453106 uh, Maraid is on line 2 Maraid, what's your query hi Andrea
4: how are you um, what's going to happen uh, to people with electric cars when we have the power cuts they keep talking about in the winter
3: um, well most people don't charge their car on a daily basis and we're not going to have power cuts by all accounts on a daily basis so we should be okay most people with an electric car charge it maybe once a week so you'd be fairly unfortunate if it, that the, the one time you were supposed to charge it that it would, you had a power cut but power cuts won't be all overnight either they'll only be for a couple of hours and you don't need a huge amount of time to you know to top up an electric car mm. so I don't think it should be a concern for people to be honest okay. I'd be much more concerned about rising fuel prices and oil yeah, prices and yeah. all
2: sorts uh, Marie, thanks for, for getting in touch I just want to get to two quick text on this as well um, I'm thinking of getting an electric car says this text my worry is that I'm sorry my worry is it's four year old and the battery life expectancy is five years of age 14,000 is the quoted price to replace the battery what value is the car for anyone trading in a four or five year old electric car
3: And four or five year old electric cars are holding their value depends on the battery, though. And remember, as I said to you before, you can get batteries checked. And so check the life on the battery before you buy a car, check the life on the battery before you sell the car, because then you can sell it with a reassurance that this isn't going to be a case that you have to replace it. Like there's no reason why you had to have to replace a, a battery in five years time on a four year old electric car. None whatsoever. Okay.
2: Maria in Mayo says, um, I want advice from Geraldine about changing my car. I have a four year old Volkswagen Golf. It's like new because I service and clean it like clockwork. High spec model, but I've been thinking of going electric, the new ID3 or ID4. It is going to be a huge jump in price, though. I don't know if I should get a, a newer second hand car of some sort until I'm ready to make the full jump and maybe EVs will be more affordable. Any advice? If you've really looked after your
3: Golf, I wouldn't be that quick to sell it. The ID4 and the ID3, great choice is really really good the ID 3 you'd probably have better chance of getting a second hand car um, because they're they're on the market longer Mm. there still isn't a huge amount of them available I'd say to her hang on to that Golf for another year um, and then look for an electric car because there'll be far more options of second hand cars but if that car isn't giving you any trouble and you've looked after it like that you'll never get the value for it when you sell it on you'll never get the money for all the love and care you've given it so you might as well benefit for another year or two
2: Maria, thanks a million for the text. Um, lunchtime Live at NewsTalk.com, as always, that is the email address if you do want to get in touch with us. Geraldine, you can take a breath now. <laughs> uh, br- brilliant, of course, as always. Geraldine Herbert, Motoring Journalist. Thanks for your time here, Geraldine, on the programme today. Still lots of you getting in touch with us, though, on the show about um, how you think we are perceived abroad. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on NewsTalk.